0: You're listening to Caregivers Out Loud, powered by Family Caregivers of British Columbia and hosted by Bill Israel.
1: 13 million Canadians, or nearly half the total population, have provided care at some point in their lives. Yet, caregiving may be a new term for many people. And often, unpaid caregivers do not identify with this title, as they feel it's a part of their relationship with family or friends. In today's episode, we speak with Pat, acknowledges that she was initially unfamiliar with the term caregiver, but learned more about this important role as she supported her husband, also named Pat, through his journey with Parkinson's disease and dementia. Pat was engaged in a caregiver learning process where she listened to her husband to better understand the effects of Parkinson's disease in his daily life. Because of the value of their partnership. Pat's relationship with her husband during his changing health conditions was sustained through humor and care. You will gain insight into her caregiving journey, awareness of the caregiving role, and the unfolding responsibilities, including end-of-life care, and her current caregiving stages of grief, bereavement, and honoring her husband and life partner. When you and Pat first uh, got his diagnosis. What occurred to you at that time about the prospect for you becoming his caregiver? I know you you weren't even familiar with the term caregiver at the time. (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. The role of caregiving was in attending a caregiver's support group with the Society of BC for Parkinson's. In fact, when we were at meetings, at these support meetings, We would go around the table and introduce ourselves, and my husband, Pat, would say, you know, my name is Pat, and I have Parkinson's. When it came to my turn, I would say, I am Pat's care partner. So caregiver was not even in the vocabulary at that time. It was care partner. You also made a
1: remark in one of our conversations where you talked about your need to become 150% of who you were, because you had to make up for the 50% that he was now missing.
2: Mm -hmm. I was just so aware of the fact that I was 100% myself, but there was 50% of him missing. And I had to live that 50% of him missing in order for us to survive this journey. And it was very difficult at times, there's no question, but that's the way I thought of it, and that was very helpful for me to plug along with the journey, thinking, oh, okay, well, I'm one and a half, I'm me, and then I'm half of him, and <laughs> so be it. Wow,
1: that's so yeah. beautiful, really. <laughs> What did that partnership mean, especially as Pat's uh, capacity began to diminish a little bit? Talk a little bit about the communications you two had, even about his, his illness. How did that work for the two of you?
2: Well, he was very open in describing where his mind was and how he was being affected by this disease, Parkinson's. At one time, he would make breakfast every morning and he explained to me exactly how making breakfast in his world was, from going through the entrance of the kitchen and how he had to be mindful of not banging into the wall, taking out the coffee filters from a box, which none of us would think twice about, but it was a huge thing for him to separate one filter from another to get it out of the box and put it in to the coffee machine. And it was a 45-minute description of how he managed to get wash and get berries in a bowl and pour some cereal or toast and make the coffee. It was so enlightening for me. He allowed me to walk in his shoes. Pat was so intelligent and so aware that he knew what his dementia was. He knew when he did things incorrectly or he would laugh at himself constantly. He'd say, oh, look what I did. I called it this or I called it that. He would open the front door of our apartment and I'd say, what what are you doing? Where are you going? And he'd say, oh, well, I'm looking for my jacket. And then I would just, laugh and say well you're not going to find your jacket out there but let me know if you do (laughs) and we both just have a really good chuckle over it again he was aware that oh yes I went to the wrong door
1: yeah and I I recall a, a humorous anecdote you were relating about about the birds, can you,
2: can you tell that <laughs> <Yes>. story?
1: <laughs> That's really sweet.
2: Well, we <laughs> we've been living in this apartment for 15 years, and the only birds we ever had come visit us were pigeons, were not appreciated. <laughs> but since Pat's passing, I've had little chickadees, I've had crows, <laughs> blue jays. Just I mean, I've never seen these birds before. And I was joking, and, and I said, you know, one day an eagle flew by, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I spend a lot of money. <laughs> I guess the eagle's coming to remind me that Pat is still with us. <laughs> the little birds are okay. The big but bird.
1: The eagle yeah, The big was, bird. Sure.
2: Yeah, big bird. <laughs> big money (laughs)
1: yeah no kidding oh that's that's such a lovely way to to think about him because (laughs) we don't always have a language for this but he's still very close in that sense
2: absolutely and i i look at his chair every day and you know i'll we'll be watching or i'll be watching tv and you know, something will come on that will be familiar or whatever. And I just automatically look over at his chair about to say, oh, can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I know he is there. Of course. I never sit in that chair. <laughs> wow. wow. I never did. And I don't think I'm going to start anytime soon. <laughs>
0: oh, that's so
1: lovely. <laughs> Over time, and particularly even uh, after Pat uh, died, after he was no longer uh, in the home with you, your partnership had been a blessing. There was something about the way in which you partnered him right to the end of his life that, in spite of some of the challenges, became a blessing. So how was it that you, uh, looking after him the way in which you did uh, right till the end of his life, enabled you then, after he was gone, to begin to move on with your life?
2: I think one main thing that this whole experience has done for me is that it has really given me compassion for people who have shortcomings, dementia, disabilities, whatever, it it has just given me a world of really and truly understanding when a human being is not a hundred percent. They could be fifty percent or seventy percent, but it just opened a whole world for me. And it's something that will always be a part of my life. There's no question. And it's as if I, you know, was was given some kind of training for, you know, this attitude that I hold or feeling that I I hold for other people it's made me a better person quite honestly
1: wow what a lovely thing to think about and a way of honoring Pat yes who he was and with you your partnership Mm -hmm. so you also as I recall mentioned that you attend some of the association meetings with the Parkinson people uh, or with the with the dementia association Uh, are are you are you doing
2: Well, actually, I have facilitated a support group for people with Parkinson's for over five years. It started with five of us, and now it's grown to 24. So many of these people I have either gone out for walks with, coffee, whatever. You know, there's maybe 10 or 15 of them that I'm always in close contact with, and I call them or they call me, and and it's a whole Community, it really is. And and we understand each other because we've walked in each other's shoes. So it makes a huge difference. No yes. kidding. For
1: you <laughs> and for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And, and
2: it's interesting because in this group, there was one meeting. This is before Pat died. We had one meeting and there were three members who had lost their spouses or mom, actually, for over a year, and they were still coming to the meetings. So it really described to me that the journey of Parkinson's or you know any other disease doesn't end when a person dies. It goes on.
1: Pat's approach to her caregiving as a partnership is a testament to the notion that while death ends a life, it does not end a relationship. This partnership approach actually enlarged her sense of being a more compassionate person following her husband's death. With the focus being on caregiver well being, Family Caregivers of BC offers caregiver support groups that are non disease specific. You can visit our website at familycaregiversbc.ca and view the calendar for our current caregiver support groups. Family Caregivers of BC also has a toll-free caregiver support line where you can talk to one of our knowledgeable support staff. They can provide you with caregiver resources and suggestions for disease-specific resources and support groups. The toll-free number is 1-877-520-3267.
2: To anybody out there that's caregiving that is really exhausted, and just at the end of their rope which is totally understandable is please try and see the positive side because there are many positive sides but sometimes like peeling an onion you really really have to look for it but there are a lot of gifts in terms of caregiving and i would just encourage people to hold those close to their heart wow
1: oh thank you thank you so much that's a beautiful close this interview because it's so true. Yeah, (laughs) that person is still a person.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) And it can happen to any of us. The way we are today is not necessarily going to be that way tomorrow.
0: Thank you for listening to Caregivers Out Loud, powered by Family Caregivers of British Columbia and hosted by Bill Israel. Produced and sound edited by Organized Sound Productions. We acknowledge the financial support of the Province of British Columbia and the BC Ministry of Health Patients as Partners Initiative. If you like what you're hearing, discover more episodes and find more caregiving resources at familycaregiversbc.ca. And if you find these episodes helpful, please share them with your family and friends who may find it enlightening to hear these stories. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast listening app so you can take us with you wherever you go. Thank you for listening and taking the time to learn and care for yourself with other caregivers out loud.